This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. (laughs) The uh, traveling Jim and Martha are not in today. I'm David Johnson with my lovely wife, Jill. And uh, we're broadcasting live, not quite from the flagship studios in Tampa Bay, but we are connected to those flagship studios via the power of the Internet. You're tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. And I'm glad to be with you here today. I want to invite you to check out the latest on the iWorkForHim.com website. And while you're there, we want to please ask you to prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation and start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. So every day on this show, as you know, we take a different approach to looking at the way that we think about our faith at work. And today we're going to be talking about being married and running a business. How do you do it? And of course, as I mentioned, I have my lovely bride, Jill, with me today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. So uh, this is uh, this is a fun topic for us. You and I have been operating a business jointly for, what, the last seven years or so? Yes, seven years. I will never forget the day that I heard you say to me, I think I could help you in your business. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. And I said, who are you and what have you done with my wife? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, it's it's almost, well, I guess it is, right, right at 19 years in business total. But it was about seven years ago that you and I met uh, we had a meeting after I'd been to a conference and you said you wanted to help and I desperately needed the help in the business. And we had never gone down this road of owning a business and being married until that day. <laughs> that is true. So um, today I think we've got a few different things that we're going to look at. So if you're listening today and you own a business and you are married then and you work together in the business. I think that's an important component because that's primarily what we're going to be talking about. Although Definitely. I would imagine there are things we're going to be talking about today that would apply even if your spouse isn't with you in your business. Um, but there are there are lots of sort of ins and outs that you experience being married, owning a business, and trying to at the same time honor God in that business and serve Him by fulfilling your calling and doing what, what you're called to do. And so uh, we're going to explore some of that today. It's going to be, as we said already, a very quick hour. And uh, I hope you're uh, looking forward to hearing what we're going to talk about today. So um, one of the things that we thought we would do today is talk about the pros and cons of working together. So again, this applies if you have your spouse in your business. And uh, in the interest of starting on a positive note. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do you see as some of the pros? Okay. Some of the pros of working together as a married couple. Honestly, the first one that jumps out is truly quality time. Wouldn't you say? I agree. I I feel like I've always viewed work as a context for relationship. Yes. Which is why I think, you know, anybody who listens to the I Work For Him show, you know that business is one of those great places for us to disciple people. It's a great place for God to uh, express the kingdom through leaders like you and me. So I absolutely agree in a married relationship, quality time is one of those components. Yeah. It gives you a chance to really work while working on your business. You have the opportunity to work on your relationship. 
So you do have this built-in context for we're together, we're working together, let's make it work. And there's another side of that coin, which we'll come back to in the yes, cons this section. Is, this is, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're on the pros we're, now. We're doing pros. Okay. okay. What's next? So the next one is, I really like this one. It gives us the opportunity to have similar schedules. I mean, it's just a very practical, obvious point. But we can be together. We can work together. We can plan our day together uh, when we want to take a little bit of time and have a cup of coffee and talk or go out and have lunch. Plan vacations. It just gives us that freedom. Sure. Uh, okay. So another thing is that we also end up with new commonalities. Like we have similar interests as a result of operating a business together. Very true. Very true. And that's something that I think we, you know, we, we've always had common interests, of course, but working together has created new ones, I think. Yeah. And I think that just deepens your relationship when you're working on things together, working through things it just it just boosts the relationship. Truly. Okay, what right. do you have next? So I think when you work together as a married couple, you have perhaps a greater dedication to your work. I would agree because I remember feeling the tension more between work and family uh, than, you know, before you joined the business. Right. But after you joined the business, I think, I think one of the things that happened is you gained a greater awareness of kind of what it took. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Is that yes. True? It's very true. It really opened my eyes to, um, one, what you were personally going through running the business, but to really what it's like to be at the helm, an entrepreneur, having that responsibility, which is great freedom and great pressure all wrapped into one great package. I always like the people who say that they want to own their own business so that they can have more free time <laughs> yeah, because you, you end up going from working 40 hours a week for someone else's dream uh, to working you know, a hundred hours a week for yours. Right. But, um, it's worth it. Yeah. And of course, you know, there is a, there is balance. We'll talk about balance, but, yes. um, I also think that one of the things that ha has happened is that I feel like not only do you understand the business better, but since working together, I think we both would – I would say that you understand me better. But I also feel like there are a lot of ways that I understand you better also. Absolutely. It goes right back to what you said. You believe that work is a context for relationship. And you certainly have a lot of context when you're running a business together. Yeah, that is true. Okay, so those are just a few of the sort of up, the upsides of working together. Let's talk about the cons. But if we had pros, these are the cons. Okay, so the first one that – came to my mind. And this may be very specific to us because we both work from home. We homeschool. So we're at home a lot. It can become a little bit of a rut. It can become a little bit mundane if you don't switch it up, get out, do things. Um, you know, you're walking five steps from the kitchen to your office with your cup of coffee and then back to the schoolroom. And what yeah, do you or, think? or with me, yeah, I walk. I, I do a lot of walking in this business. I walk from the bedroom to the coffee pot and from the coffee <laughs> pot to the office and then back and forth from the from yes. the coffee pot to my <laughs> office all day. But uh, we did have an office for a while that was outside the home. Right. And, and I would say that to some extent this actually applied even in that situation because because you're there's a little bit there's a potential for monotony. Um, yes. With that. Yes. And so uh, one of the things that I liked what you said, we were talking about this earlier, you talked about losing your spark. Um, and so if you don't, in other words, if you, you can, this is a rut you can fall into. You don't have to, but it could be easily. Yeah, happens. truly. Yeah. Okay. What's another one? Well, how about lack of personal space? Oh boy. 
Yeah, private time. I mean, the beauty of working together in a business is the time together. But the flip side of that is finding time to recharge your own personal batteries because we need to do that. Yeah. I remember this is kind of more of a, a, a comment about working from home than it is working together. But I remember that I always appreciated the drive home from the office because it gave me a buffer between work and sort of family time. Perfect. And yeah. that buffer is gone. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> I walk five steps out of my office back and hey, it's family time. You have 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> and so <laughs> so uh, not that I miss a commute. I don't mean that. But it, there was something to that sort of space. And, and you can lose the the sort of b- the boundary if there is one between mm. work and, and family time or per- work and personal relationships. That's a tricky word. You just said boundary. We'll Uh-oh. talk about that later, yeah. though. OK, what's the ne- what's next? Well, I'm leaving this one to you mm, to talk okay. about. Okay, thank you. The minefield, power struggles. I think, um, yeah, this could be tricky. When a husband and wife are working together, they need to find their place within the business, and they need to have a graceful balance of who's in charge of what and yet deferring to the other. And that can really bring up some pitfalls. If you have that struggle in your marriage already, then owning a business is going to find new ways for that struggle to be expressed. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, um, another thing that, that I think a lot of couples enjoy is that sort of, how was your day time, you know, and that conversation either around the dinner table or whatever, we already know how the day went for the other one because we were there. Right. True. (laughs) So, um, you know, so I think that's something I kind of miss. Yeah. And you can take each other for granted. You could really lose track of, hey, how are you doing? A genuine heartfelt, let me check in with you because you're just with each other all the time. And so. Yeah. And we're filling in for the traveling Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Y'all be praying for them. They're, they're yeah. scooting around all over the country. We want to thank you for listening both here in Tampa Bay and around the world. Today we're talking about being married and running a business. How do you do that? Mm, So, with prayer, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) You're going to pray whether you want to or not. Uh, So, so as we said earlier, uh, Jill and I have owned a business uh, for for many years, but over the last seven years or so, we've worked together in the business. That's right. And um, so, uh, before you joined, it was kind of my thing, I guess. I mean, we did have an employee here or there. We had some help. We had some subcontractors. But for the most part, it was really just kind of a one-man show for the first, oh, I don't know, uh, 10, 12 years. Yeah, or so sounds right. The business. Mm-hmm. So uh, how would you describe that sort of moment of you joining the business and, and how that sort of the relationship part of it, like whose role was what and how that played out? Yeah. Well, I remember when you came back from that conference and you were sharing with me what you've learned and where you were wanting to go. And it just was something that just dropped in my heart. It was one of those epiphany moments where I knew it was time for me to join you. And so I know that took you by surprise. Totally. But once we, you know, figured out what that would look like, well, actually, we had to figure out what that would look like. So when I started working with you, it became very clear very quickly that we needed to figure out who was best suited to do what, (laughs) right? Oh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And we have different sort of 
personalities uh, where entrepreneurship is concerned. I mean, it, it, it's, it wasn't something that you were probably going to be doing. Right. If I may interject here, <laughs> I'm really, I don't think an entrepreneur by nature. I've, I've grown into it. I was very security minded. I was a speech pathologist. I had a job. It was wash, rinse, repeat. Very predictable. And I like that. And I really had to grow into the love for owning our own business, which now I can't think of doing anything else. Well, I'm glad. I, I know that's true. But it's always good to hear you say that. Me, I, on the other hand, I, I never found a risk I didn't enjoy taking. I mean, you know, it, it was like, you know. Yes, hey, I know. Yeah, this will be fun. So um, we'd, I think you would describe me probably as more of a visionary type, whereas you are more of an ex, like you execute. Yes. Not me, but, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> you may have wanted to. Um, yes. But you, yeah, you. so you're, I'm a starter. I tend to be a starter. You tend to be a finisher. Yes. I desperately needed that. And what's interesting about that is while initially, because we want to be honest here, it was really frustrating for me when I first came into the business, seeing how you would start things and then it took just a little bit for you to maybe finish it up. And so that's where then I would come in and help. But it was frustrating at the beginning, but now I can look back and see how God uses that and he yeah. used that. If we were both starters, my goodness. Yeah. I what would that be like? Agreed. Yeah. And and I feel like I'm able to start more confidently new things because I know that we have more structure now. And of course the business has grown. I mean, we have a team. Yeah. And, you know, so it's it's that's exciting. And I don't think we would have been here. You know, I, I heard someone say the other day, it's probably a famous quote from somebody important who, whose name I don't know. So I'm going to misattribute this by just saying, I don't know who said it, <laughs> but they said, you know, entrepreneurs build an enterprise and a technician creates a job. And I think what I had prior to you joining the business was really nothing really more than a job uh, that I had created. So, sure, I work quote unquote for me, but in reality, you just switch out an employer for clients and it's true, you know, but yeah. what we've got now is bigger than the sum of our parts, I believe. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, but that also has a tendency to create issues. Now in the last segment, we talked about pros and cons of kind of working together as a married business owner and couple, mm -hmm. but, um, there are some other places that you can sort of step that might not be so great. And mm -hmm. as we were wrapping up the last segment, we were talking about some of the you know, maybe potential power struggles, maybe you lose that moment at the end of the day, the sort of how was your day, and there's that there's that dynamic that's sort of missing. But there's another thing that comes up, and this is where personal issues and business issues get kind of combined. Yeah. Or or bleed over into yeah. one another, right? The lines get blurred and it's a it's a big issue that I think we've worked through over the years and we have to continue to work through. Um, when you work together, personal and business, like you said, they bleed together and you have to find a way to make time for the personal. You have to find a way to make time for the business, but you also don't have to be afraid of them blending it's true because, you know, in reality, I think we like to think about business being separate from personal. Um, and of course, with your money, you need to do that. You can't commingle your funds, you know. That, so but in but in in terms of our lives, we are 
complete people. You know, we don't, it's not like I'm a different me when I'm at work versus when, and you know, and our relationship is the same way. So we have, our relationship has now taken on this new dynamic over the last few years and that has expanded it and and, and it's made it more dynamic, but it, but it, but it does mean that there's a new kind of component to that. Yeah. But you still have to be smart about being intentional about you being a couple because you can get into the rut of um, um, in this business together, we're, we're looking to make a difference. We're also looking to make a profit, but yet you become so habituated to thinking that way that you can lose the fact that, Hey, we're a husband and wife first. So you need to be intentional. You need to take time to focus on just you two. That's true. So we said earlier, business is a context for relationship, but it's a kind of a lousy context for a marriage relationship, <laughs> right? So it's, I mean, it, it, there, we do relate to one another in the business. I don't I mean. I think it can be. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, if it's the only context. Right, right. right. Yes. And I think what you're yes. saying, let's be intentional about finding time. So one of the things that we've done to try to do that is periodically try to sneak out of town. Right. Just grab a weekend and, and you know, yeah. catch up. Yeah. Which ironically is what we were doing at the time that you offered to join me in the business, which I appreciated that. (laughs) So I really like those times away Um, because, you know, then you offer to help me. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, finances is another area where we can run into trouble. So, you know, uh, you're bowing out of this part. I see. (laughs) (laughs) No. But, um, you know, the financial management of the home versus the financial management of the business, um, that that's an area that you're going to have to work out. You have to figure that out. What I found interesting is suddenly I had another decision-making partner. <laughs> right. And that was you new. You found that interesting. Yeah, that was different. <laughs> Let's explore that. No, I think we're good. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that is, is kind of like, wow, I, I used to just make decisions in the business because I owned it and I was, you know. Good point. And um, yeah. we'll talk more later about the valuable giftings that God has placed in each of us. Um, but, uh, but that's an, that's an area w- which was kind of a, a, a new one. So if there are financial struggles or there financial, and by the way, as a couple, we've been through some, I mean, 2008 was a disaster yeah. for us, um, personally. Right. And that we had quite a bouncy, you know, road there for a little while, kind of trying to recover from 2008, which sure. I know we were not the only business to suffer during that time. Hopefully your business, if you're listening to this, hopefully your business did not suffer during that time, which would be great. But, um, we, we sort of had a kind of a bouncy road there for a little while. And, and so, um, boy, you know, when finances are difficult or cash flow is tight or whatever, you watch yeah. every decision with, under a microscope. Yeah. And so since that can be a pitfall, finances, um, finances can be tricky just in a marriage period. Sure. And then it's multiplied when you put the business into it. So how have we worked through that? Let's give some examples. What have we done to mitigate that pitfall? Well, I think owning a business for one thing has created more, more conversation between the two of us about finances. Right. Definitely. I agree. We used to, we were advised by our, some marriage counsel that we got many years ago. This is before you joined the business, but we were, we were advised to have a regular sort of connection on money. It was we, called a money we meeting. We had a money meeting, That's right. That's right, yeah. a money meeting. And um, and that became really, really valuable for us. Yes. And sometimes we were better about staying, you know, keeping up with it than others. Right. 
Um, and it was easier to have the money meeting when, when we had cash in the bank. Of course. Yes. <laughs> Those were not happy meetings when we didn't. But um, but I think we've sort of carried that over into the business now, which, I, yeah. which is very exciting to me. That's been helpful. And it's been very helpful. So the other kind of thing that happens in, in a marriage as a business owner, as a married business owning couple, there's this whole entrepreneurship versus job thing. And um, I said earlier that entrepreneurs create enterprises and, 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 and technicians create jobs. Right. But in but in in this context you know, a job is, tends to be, a lot of people view a job as more stable. I think in today's economy, we now have enough shifting that probably the more people would agree that maybe jobs were not as stable as everybody always thought. And certainly the dream of working for a company for 50 years and retiring with a gold watch is gone, you know, right. from, for most people. Yeah. So maybe the job isn't as stable, but I think for people, and we're generation Xers, I think people in our generation still think of jobs or did think of jobs right. as that's the stable way to go. Well, and I came from that world. I was trained as a therapist. I got a job after college and then I worked. So my working life was pretty consistent and separate. I would come home, my job was left at my job and I would have my personal life. That's true. You were pretty good about keeping your work at work. Right. But now we now being part of the business with you, I've grown to appreciate your commitment level and I've had to up my own, which I was glad to do. But it, it took me some time to grow into it and to get accustomed to, OK, you know, uh, it's not going to be this very rigid nine to five and then I'm done. Now I love that freedom and flexibility of being able to say, you know what, I'm a little bit tired right now. I'm going to put this aside and then I'll come back after dinner. And you understand that. That's the beautiful thing. I've of always working. understood that. I know. <laughs> yeah, but maybe now I understand that. Yeah, is I used what to I'm bring saying. my laptop home and, and for us in the type of business that we run, we're very blessed. We can work kind of from anywhere. Right. If I have a laptop and an internet connection, you know, and I'm, coffee and coffee, I can work. And, and a lot of times that all happens at the same place. Cause I sneak out of the house and go to Starbucks to work sometimes. But, um, but yeah, I've always understood that. And, and there again, I, I had more difficulty keeping my work at work. Right. Know? But now I can, we share this level of commitment and devotion and it just grows. And that's really exciting. Yeah, and this this does put us in a situation where the the business is is a much greater commitment. So, today on I work for him, we're talking about being married and running a business. You know, it's always fun having you on the show with me. It is fun. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So I'm David Johnson. If you didn't catch that earlier, we're in for Jim and Martha Brangenberg. My lovely wife Jill is here with me. We've been talking about some of the different pitfalls of uh, of, of of owning a business as a married couple working together in a business, um, as a married couple. And, um, we haven't just talked about pitfalls. We also talked about some of the pros. We started with the pros. Yeah, we did. We started on a positive note, but we've picked up some experience, I would say in the last seven or so years working yeah, together. A little bit. <laughs> um, and so let's talk about some of the takeaways that I, I mean, there are things that yeah. there are probably people listening to this show right now have been married a lot longer than we have. <laughs> Although we are coming up on 19 years. Yeah. Um, and there are probably people who have worked together in, in, a, in a business and owned it together for a lot longer than we have. So obviously we're, we're not positioning ourselves as people who kind of know it all. Um, no. In fact, I'm kind of thinking that cruise sounds like fun, doesn't it? It sounds like a great idea. We've never done the cruise, but usually that's partly because, you know, somebody's got to fill in for Jim and Martha when they're 
<laughs> that would be you <laughs> when they're cruising for a better marriage. Anyway, right. Um, so, uh, so one of the things, what, let's talk about some of the things that you would, you would advise people. What, what's, what's one thing that comes to mind in order to Survive. both stay married and work together <laughs> and keep the business alive. Sure. Yeah, well, sure. so these are just our personal takeaways that hopefully you'll find helpful. But the first one for us is just very basic, have separate working areas. Um, you have your own office and I have my own office because it just bodes well for all involved. So I, we have some clients that are also are married and own a business together. And I, I, I'm always, I'm always interested to see how they do this. You know, do they work in the same space? And some of them do. Right. And I think by now there would have been a call and the police would have come. Well, <laughs> well, so maybe rephrasing it to find out the best working arrangement because for yourself, some right? for yourselves, because some couples can work together. We have different ways of how we approach our actual physical space. You have your way of, of. You can tell it's okay. It's it's it's. Okay. <laughs> well, you have your piles of organization. Let's just say I know where everything is yes. on my desk. And don't touch his piles, whatever you do. <laughs> and I don't. But I have my own way. I like less paper, less clutter. I need a very simple, clean environment. It allows me to think more clearly. And you, you know. You have a different way of operating. Than That's true. I also have a different playlist. <laughs> yes, yes, So yes, I'll very... never forget one of the offices that we had several years ago, and this is probably about the time that you joined the business. Yeah, that's right. I was, I had music cranked up one day, and, and I heard pounding on the wall. Pounding. Pounding, Just really loud. Just rabid pounding. And so I turned my music off. I thought, what was that? So I <laughs> ran to the office next door, and this poor woman, I had, we'd, we'd had this office space for a year. And she was her she was butted up against we had a common wall. And I guess my loud music bothered her, but I didn't know. And so um I found out that day. <laughs> yeah, well you're loud you wanna share what kind of music or Well sure. I mean I'm you know yeah. there are my two favorite styles of music are black gospel and heavy metal. Yes. So it but was But you use the heavy metal when you need to, to concentrate. Think. Yeah, yes. I do. It's it's the so, way I think. So uh, And I like it absolutely quiet. I don't play music, I don't like any background noise. If I'm going to think I need it quiet. So hey, separate working spaces works for us. Yeah, some people might you know, I'm also very loud if I'm on the phone. And on the phone? Okay. <laughs> I'm 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 Period. just generally a loud person. What can I say? Okay, and so this we hinted at earlier, but we have established a habit that I really really enjoy. Um, and we talked about earlier having the money meeting when we were personally going through mm -hmm. some personal financial issues. Right. But, but as a business owning couple, having a weekly meeting where we've we've carved this time out, and we yes. go through our lists with each other. You know. Yeah. Here's and what's going on. It's so helpful for me because. When I have a question or a concern, I jot it down on my list, something that can wait. Now, there are things that just maybe catch on fire and I have to say, hey, David, you know, we need to get together and solve this now. But generally, I just try to make a list of those things that may be bothering me or something that we need to touch base on. And we come together at that time and we go over it. It's very simple, but it works because it allows you to dump it out of your mind. Yeah, it's also helpful because, as we said earlier, I tend to start and you tend to finish. But I'm called upon to finish things. <laughs> 
even though it may not be my my first you know thing to do every day. Um, and so this is good for accountability reasons because True. we can go over the things that I'm you know working on or whatever. Both and, of us are working on. Yeah. yeah, for both of us. So it's good for accountability. Um, I want to say that having you in the business has probably has without a doubt been the very best thing that's ever happened for our business. So, but one of the reasons is because you have a gifting. Now, I I don't want to be overly um, genderist about this. <laughs> I'm avoiding the word sexist because I, I, that has such negative connotations. Right, right. But I think this, I guess, tends to be true. I think marriage counselors and marriage experts would say it tends to be true that that women have intuition. Um, and you bring your intuition into the business. I certainly is true in our case. You have an ability to read people and situations and things and aware you have a knowledge of things that I don't have that we can't always explain where it comes from. So I just call it intuition for lack right. of a better term. Um, and that's one of those things that has really, I have found valuable. There've been times that you've come to me and said, you know what, that new potential client we met with, you, you got, your alarms were going off. You had right. red flags, warning signs, all this other stuff. And it wasn't anything that we could rationally say, right? you know? No. And I think what's made it work for us as a married couple in business is that you respect me enough to hear me when I say, you know, I have a sensing, that's the term that I use, a sensing. And also I respect you enough not to abuse that opportunity to yeah. say, Hey, I have a sensing if I don't have a sensing. Right. So you could, you know, if you were manipulative or whatever, you could just use it to get your well, way. Out and it's just right? human nature. We tend to like our way and we can, you know, finagle things, but we both try to really respect each other. You try to hear me and I try to speak when I speak up about sensings, when I just really feel and you know it's what? Important. I, it's not hard for me to respect that because in the past, when we were first newly married, a few times I ignored it, and I still have the bruises, <laughs> <laughs> you know, from from banging my head into a brick wall here or there or whatever. So I mean, it's not hard for me to respect it at all. I really appreciate it, and I I have to say that's been something that we've worked at to honor one another's giftings, and I appreciate that. I believe that God has gifted you. I mean, I really do, and um. And so maybe other people's marriages work differently and maybe right, the, right. maybe the husband has more intuition in some situations. Of course, you know, absolutely. Know, however that works, it doesn't really matter. But just the idea that, you know, you, you seek out and to understand, you seek to understand and then honor one another's particular, uh, strengths and giftings. And that's, that's been important, um, for us. Absolutely. Well. And just like your strength of being a visionary and going out there and starting something that. I now have a whole new level of appreciation for that. It takes a lot of, takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of faith and that is how you're wired. And, um, it's been a great ride and it is a great ride. <laughs> it's been wild at sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. So there is this thing that, that comes up when you talk about, um, whether you own a business with your spouse or not, there's this whole thing that, that exists, this notion of balance, you know, having a balanced life. Isn't that such a buzzword though? Balance, How, achieve, achieve life work balance. What does that mean? Oh boy. And, and you know, there are conferences and experts and authors Books. and yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you can find on this topic. And I think, 
I have a little pet peeve with this concept, and I will say that there are lots of people who do not see it the way that I see it. And so it's nuanced. It is. And you can take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. Take it to the Lord, actually, and just pray about this if you if you have this struggle. But, you know, um, I remember being in Christian business events and conferences and whatever, and people would say things like, well, listen, you have to understand God comes first in your life. And, and listen, there's not a person that I know that's a believer who has a relationship with God that would argue with the idea of God coming first. I mean, God has to come first, right? But then there is this pecking order. There's a priority list. You know, God comes first, your marriage comes second, then your children, and then your business or, or your work or whatever. And I understand the principle. I understand the intention right. yes. behind this. But I have long struggled with this idea because I think it falls short of reality. Um, and I think, you, you know, I think you could look at this more as a Venn diagram than as a priority list. Exactly. Right. You know, there are going to be times when your marriage is uh, in a situation where the business has to take a back seat because we need to work on our marriage, let's right. say, or Absolutely. maybe something's going on at home. Uh, you know, maybe it may not be that something's negative going on, but it just, there's, you know, we got work to do. Or on the other hand, there are times when business has, you know, there are opportunities that, you know, you feel like we need to capitalize on and other things take a back seat. And, uh, and some people also include their church in that list. So God, then their marriage, and then their church, or I'm sorry, their children first, of course, but then their church and then their business yeah. or whatever. And, you know, I, I remember um, I, I heard a, a guy share one time that he, he said one of the biggest things that he's had to do in sort of helping pastors understand how to cultivate business people. Because let's face it, we as business people, if your pastor figures out that you have skills in business or your pastor hears that you have financial skills or or they just hear you own a business, so therefore you must be made out of money. Uh, so they hit you up every time there's a new initiative, or can you lead this, or can you run that, or whatever. And I had to learn along the way to just say no to a lot of that stuff. goes back to the boundary word. It does, but you know, it doesn't mean that I'm telling God he's not in first place. No, but I think a way of looking at that, we have the list idea versus the Venn diagram. And when you look at a Venn diagram, it's comprised of circles. And then you have the circles that overlap and those overlapping areas are what all the other areas share. You know, sure. if we were looking at three and then in the center and God would be in the center. Of I think that right. would be Absolutely. a way of maybe the nuance that you're expressing is that God is at the center of all that we do, but there are undoubtedly times when I'm pouring more into the business or I'm pouring more into, um, parenting. So just this kind of artificial, it's God, family, sure. church, I, and, business. And another way to look at that is, you, you, you know, that's a great roadmap for, especially when you're getting started in life and in business and in your walk with God and, and trying to understand how your faith collides with, with your work. Right. But definitely, but it does, it does, at, you know, at the end of the day, we're not trying to follow a priority list. We're trying to be good stewards of everything God has entrusted to us. Yes. And just like he's entrusted my marriage to me and our marriage to us right. and our child to yes. us, he's also entrusted this business to us. And, and I mean, you know, you can't read the Gospels without hearing Jesus say 
uh, that there's going to be an accounting for what you did with what he gave you and what he called you to do. Your talents. And, and so at the end of it, all of it is serving God. Yes. And that's the thing that right. the priority list falls short because you can't just say this is serving God and that's, you know, serving mammon. No, I'm not serving mammon in my business. We're not right. in this for the money, although money is certainly and profit is certainly part of what comes out of it. It's uh, it's it's much deeper than that. And when you really give all of it to God, then then all of it becomes a way of, of being a good steward. So filling in for Jim and Martha Brangenberg, who are traveling, keep them in your prayers. I, I know they're accomplishing some good stuff. They're speaking yeah. at events. They're doing things. Great. And thanks, Jim and Martha, for trusting us with the program today. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's always an honor to be a part of this show. And uh, if you're listening, I do want to encourage you, please to check out the iWorkForHim.com website. A lot of good resources there. Lots of shows uh, that you can uh, listen to from the past. Today, we're talking about being married and running a business. How do you do it? So we've explored some of the pitfalls. <laughs> we've talked about pros, cons. We've talked about some of the takeaways from our seven or so years of, um, of being uh, married business owners. And in this last segment, we're just kind of winding up talking about balance, sort of that elusive thing that we kind of chase after in our lives. And at the end of it, I think we're still just talking about stewardship. Yeah. You know, I'm, I always go back to that parable of the talents. It's just one of the examples. Uh, if you listen to the, I work for him show much, you already know how much Jesus talked about money. You talk, you, you know how much he talked about business and about finances yeah. um, and about our role, what the kingdom of God looks like in the earth. And we're all here to bring the kingdom of God to the earth. That's what Jesus prayed when he said, when they asked him, how do we pray? He said, one of the things he said was, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, your kingdom That's come. Right. That's right. And I don't think he was talking about Armageddon, you know, like, right, right. <laughs> I'll blast you from here to kingdom come. Right. I, we're talking about bringing the kingdom of God to bear in our lives and in our businesses. Yeah. And what does that look like? And I think that one of those factors for us anyway, has been that we view our business and our marriage and our lives as gifts that God yes. has not just given yes. to us, but he's entrusted to us that mm. we're going to give an account for. How did we do with what he gave us? To nurture and to care for it and, and to keep him at the center. You know, you were talking about the list before, the artificial list, but then we took it over to the Venn diagram and we're like, you know what? God is at the center and there are going to be times when we have to put more effort into our business or more effort into our personal lives and it's okay. But with him at the center of it all. It's a way of honoring him with those talents. It is. And, and to understand that we have, because of the stewardship, we really have a unique opportunity. And I feel like as business owners, it's, it's an increased responsibility to view our work as worship. Yes. As, love that. Yeah. As, as, as a way that we honor God and it, and it sort of elevates everything. I guess some people could view that as a, as a sort of a guilt thing, but I don't see it that way. I view it as this tremendous opportunity to honor God in our work. And that, that calls us to a higher standard, of course, but it also calls us to, um, to really give him our best. And by working together and loving each other and respecting each other in our marriage, that translates into our business and we can do better business when we are working together and getting along and honoring him. It's true. And we have a long way to go. So, you know, in no yes, way are we, we holding ourselves up and saying, you know, hey, be like us. Oh, no. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think the pursuit 
that we're the pursuit, on right. is, the, is the pursuit that we would encourage others to be on. Uh, it's true that businesses take on the characteristics of their owners, just like organizations take on the characteristics of their leaders, period. And so in our business, it's our hope that as we pursue relating to one another in a way that honors God in our marriage yes. and in our, in our, our relationship, that, that hopefully our business becomes one that honors him in the quality of work that we put out and the things that we do and the way that we serve Absolutely. our clients and, and, and our employees and our team members and stuff. So That's right. it's always an interesting discussion and I'm, I'm glad that you were with me today. I was glad to be here. Show. Yeah. So, hey, you're listening to the I Work For Him show today. As we said, we've been talking about owning a business, being married and owning a business. How do you do that? And um, we are coming to the end of another I Work For Him show. And as we do that, uh, not only do we want to say, hey, thank you very much for listening to I Work For Him today. But do this. When you get home today, please take time to get to the website, IWorkForHim.com. If you're one of those like us that work from home, then hey, do it now. <laughs> Go to iworkforhim.com and please consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Uh, what happens in the I Work For Him Nation is that you become someone who just says, you know what, I'm one of those people that I want to pray for my employees every day by name. I want to pray for my clients, my customers, the people that uh, you interact with, your vendors, your um, your, your contractors, anybody that's, that works with you and around you, anybody that you serve or interact with, and you have this opportunity to, to serve them. Remember, our workplace is our mission field. And in the mission field, you may be the only Jesus that your coworkers and employees may ever meet. So as you listen today to the I Work For Him uh, show, I want to say again, thank you. We are your guest hosts, David and Jill Johnson, and we are Christ followers. Our workplace is our mission field, and most definitely, we, and of course, I, work for him. We'll see you next time.